Welcome to Becoming Heisenberg, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Breaking Bad on AMC and Netflix. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is David. How's it going? I'm very well, thanks. Good. Uh, this is for Season 2, Episode 11, Mandala. Uh, what do you think of this episode? Uh, I love this episode. I mean, partly because it introduced one of my favourite characters of the entire show, you know. So uh, I I was very glad to uh, see him show up. So uh, that is really good. I think it's a solid episode throughout. You get to see... It moving things moving forward a little bit you know that you you've got a little bit more of soul in there as he sort of berates Walton Jesse which is really funny um you uh get a bit more of a resolution or you know moving forward on the Skylar storyline as well so you know that's actually going somewhere now mm. um but yeah I mean the big thing for this is I mean it opens with a fairly dramatic kind of incident anyway and then you've got this uh and then you get the introduction of just just one of the best characters they've created for this show i think so you know um it's just great yeah really like this episode Mm -hmm. no i absolutely agree i love john carlo esposito not just as gus but in other things as well uh for those of you that might have missed it i did an actor actress spotlight episode on uh him and denai guerrero denai guerrero you'd recognize from walking dead she played as michonne uh but on that podcast i talked about his work in breaking bad and mandalorian and the boys uh he's surprised for his age he's very very busy which is good anyway to see him uh doing so many things uh, he's going to be in far cry 6 as well uh which will be good for the story but not the gameplay but we'll see uh i mean it's a ubisoft game so what do you expect um but yeah seeing him introduced in the show i remembered roughly how it happened as well uh but i sort of um d- just the the mystery around that scene is so so good and I do want to say this as well, as much as we, as much as it's kind of obvious how good the acting is, because we don't really bring it up that much, although we do in certain scenes where it sort of really sticks out, I do think he's the best actor on the show, and that's not taking anything away from anybody else on the show, I just think, and maybe it's not even the acting, maybe it's just how he portrays his character, mm-hmm. it's just very, very particular uh, even the way we spoke about him in uh, Better Call Saul, the prequel show, obviously around uh, Saul Goodman himself, and like the the mannerisms of that character, the way that he talks, and just the he's just got this presence where he probably won't kill you, but he probably will get somebody else to do it. But that doesn't mean you're any yeah. less afraid of him because you wouldn't want to cross him. Which we kind of saw a bit of that in this episode, a bit of a hint of like this isn't a guy that you just mess around with or miss appointments with sort of thing and mm. I, I really liked how I really liked how this episode established uh Gus as well there, there's an era of mystery of like this guy seems because at first you're kind of like okay this guy seems kind of important and then when the whole like you missed your chance thing comes up it's like okay this guy's really more important than we realized and then you get the conversation between him and Walter it just is such such a fantastic scene. I mean, we'll talk about it when we actually get to it as well. But um, yeah, yeah I, absolutely, I absolutely agree with you. He's one of the best characters in this show. He's one of my favourite villains. I think maybe in pop culture, not just in TV as well. It's just there's just because like he's got his way of acting when he's playing like Moff Gideon 
or when he's playing I can't remember his uh, boy's character name but when he's playing that character as well uh, but there's just something very particular about his portrayal of Gus which really just sticks out which I think is fantastic. So, uh, but yeah, if you want to yeah. hear me, if you want to hear me talk about more of him, you can. That's a actor and actress spotlight episode eleven. It's a it's a recent one, so you can find that as well. Yeah, I mean, you you forget like how many things that guy showed up in. I yeah. mean, it, it's yeah. ridiculous from sort of, you know, Bre- Breaking Bad, Mandalorian. He's the voice of Lex Luthor in Harley Quinn. He's in Godfather of Harlem, which he's running on Stars Play at the moment. Uh, the Boys. Westworld he pops up in an episode he's the one of the main characters in Dear White People he's in obviously in Better Call Saul uh he was the mirror in Once Upon a Time um he's popped up in in like CSI Miami uh Bones I mean there's so many things where he just kind of you know suddenly pops up and just a just incredible incredible actor so uh yeah yeah I've uh, oh, he's in DuckTales as well. <laughs> oh, cool. Just add another thing to the list. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, very, just really, really solid, good actor and everything. Um, yeah, the Death of Combo, which we'll talk about in the cold open and stuff. But that I, I remember being pretty shocked at that at the time of like, yeah. oh, he got shot. And then, oh, he's getting more shot. And, oh, that means he's probably dead. And, oh, he is. It's very, it's kind of this weird, gradual, like, it, even with him and the boy of like, oh, I've I've shot you. Oh, you've shot me, and then uh, like as his drink explodes or whatever, and then him as he's running off, him just shooting him a bunch of times. I was like, oh, he's like injured him a lot, you know. And then realizing, oh yeah, yeah he's yep, yeah, he, he's dead. That that's it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll we'll talk about that in in a minute when we do the cold open. Um. But yeah, this is quite a busy episode as well. Uh, especially like towards the end and just the way that things ramp up. So uh, f- phenomenal episode as well. Uh, probably one of the best one, out of the current run that we've done at the moment. So up to two eleven, probably one of the best episodes uh, of that run, which is quite something for Breaking Bad itself, anyway. So yeah, here we go. All right, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we do want to talk about more of the combo stuff and everything else, but we'll do that in the housekeeping uh, before we. Uh, sorry, in the in the recap uh, before we get into housekeeping and everything else, uh, I did mention this week on our summer and autumn plans podcast, which I'll mention in the housekeeping. Uh, we're going to be taking a little bit of a uh, break after this week, uh, so we're missing next week and the week after, and then the week after that we're coming back. What's the date for that again? Because you've got the date of when you're like, uh, available. 40. Yeah, 14th uh, of um, July. We'll be back. Okay. Is that the is that the Wednesday? That's the Wednesday. Okay, yes. yeah. 14th so that's of what, July. Yeah, that's when we'll be doing the uh, the podcast. So we're skipping a couple of weeks, uh, which is all right for this show because we won't really need to catch up with the episodes. You know, we can kind of just pause and resume in, in a couple of weeks. So because the show finished eight years ago. But uh, yeah, just to let you all know on the actual podcast here as well uh we're just going to be taking a quick little break david's got something that's like going on or whatever taking a sort of break and stuff so uh we'll still be doing all of our other usual content on entertainment talk and we've even got a few other things starting in a couple of weeks and i'm going to talk to you about that in a minute so see you in a minute for that Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're 
getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month, so one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film, we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice that's $3 level tier that does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show alright so recently on Entertainment Talk we did the Gaming Talk podcast yesterday we talked about The Last of Us 2's first anniversary and uh, just some uh, interesting things with that I have, uh, I did talk about on that podcast I have now platinumed The Last of Us Part 2 which was uh, really cool really special and uh, very very satisfying as well so I talked about the experience of doing that and just you know playing that game kind of on and off for yeah a year because I started it on uh, June 19th 2020 and finished it around um, June 19th, 2021. So uh, quite a journey with, with all that as well. Of course, I've played other games in that time as well. But uh, that was quite an experience as well. Uh, we talked about Nintendo at E3. They had their uh, E3, uh, what's it called, direct thing. Uh, it was after last week's podcast, so we didn't get a chance to uh, to catch up with that. Um, so we talked about Breath of the Wild 2 and all, all, the, all the games that were shown at Nintendo's E3. Uh, We also talked about this uh, funny situation with um, Kojima and Blue Box Game Studios. They're a new sort of game studio that's working on a game called Abandoned. And basically people started losing their minds because uh, a screenshot of the game called Abandoned was released and it looked quite Silent Hill-esque. All it basically was was a picture of a character in first person in the woods holding a gun. There was a tree in front of them and people tried to add two and two together and try they tried to make four but they didn't and there was this like weird thing about oh sony's working with konami to make silent hill and this is like that or whatever so we dug into all of that uh the guy who runs the blue box twitter account did come out and say like hey we've got no affiliation with like kojima or any of this really so uh that trait the tra- the actual trailer <laughs> for that game is supposed to come out some point soon i think it's supposed to be the 25th of june but i might i might not be right about that uh but we talked about just all of that plus there's this weird thing about uh there was a ps5 uh trailer version for death stranding game and that had like a bunch of metal gear solid references so there was just a bunch of stuff around all of that 
as well. But uh, just remember when it comes to Metal Gear and Silent Hill that you're dealing with Konami. So, good luck. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, talked about that as well and a bunch of other stuff on that podcast as well. Uh, we also did talk about, by the way, in case you're wondering, with Cyberpunk, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is back on the PlayStation 4 store. So if you want to go and buy it, it's entirely up to you. You can go and do that again. So there you go. Uh, speaking of the big plans thing I talked about, did a big podcast this week. Uh, it's called Entertainment Talk Summer and Autumn Plans, basically laying out pretty much what I know from now until the end of the year of Entertainment Talk's plans. Uh, so sort of, you know, rest of this month, July, August, September... And then sort of, you know, looking at December and everything like that. So, like, the return of Walking Dead, uh, Morning Show, uh, Ted Lasso, Monst- uh, the Monsters um, Monsters at Work show, which I did a preview podcast for as well, and a whole bunch of other things as well. So, you can go and listen to that if you want to know, like, air dates for stuff and all, all that kind of thing for all of those shows. Uh, speaking of Monsters at Work, I've done a preview podcast for the first season. It's going to be starting Wednesday, 7th of July uh, on Disney Plus, changing from a Friday to a Wednesday. They're starting to do that now, aren't they? Like they've shifted from a Friday to a Wednesday. So uh, you've got all that going on. Uh, It's going to be a sequel series this time uh, for the Monsters, Inc. film. So a sequel to the first film because Monsters University was a prequel. Uh, It's going to be on iTunes soon. Um, and we'll get that sorted at some point soon as well. But uh, you can go and listen to the preview, and it starts in a couple of weeks. So I'll be covering that. Uh, Batwoman's up to Season 2, Episode 10 for uh, E4 at the moment. Of course, it's still running on CW and, and everything like that. So uh talked about the latest goings-on in the world of Batwoman. Uh, we've got Flash, Supergirl, and Legends returning next week. We won't have a podcast for Supergirl, but we will for Flash and Legends. So look out for those next week. Legends is on Wednesday Flash is on Thursday and Supergirl's on Tuesday, I think. Um, so look yes, out for look out for those finally. as well. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that's the way they finally decided. They've been really the the uh, the instructions for the order of that have been in depending where you look in every variation of that order, but that's the one they've stuck with apparently. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so I talked about that, uh, and then we I uh, also did a uh, World of the Last of Us podcast, which was talking about the game's first anniversary as well, so you can listen to that if you want to for that. Uh, that's what we've been doing on Entertainment Talk, and you can also find us on the podcast platforms as well. Uh, so let's go to, unfortunately, the death of Combo in the recap here. Uh, Combo is selling um, drugs on a corner. Uh, when he notices two rival uh, dealers sort of staring him down. He goes over to the car and they literally just stare at him in this car. And he's like, oh, you know, you don't want any gear or whatever he said. Uh, and then they sort of drive off. They sit on, like, this street corner basically to act as a distraction, don't they, for this kid. Um, yeah. And they give him some kind of, like, signal or whatever. And then he just shoots combo. Because uh, he's like circling him, isn't he? While Combo's on the phone to, I think, Skinny Pete or somebody. And, um, yeah, he just kind Because of, he doesn't get off. He, he sits on his bike. Combo's sort of like, uh, he says, like, can you go away or whatever. Because uh, Combo doesn't really think much of this little kid, does he? he he's more focused well, on no. the car. Why would you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's more focused on the car and these two guys that are staring him down. Um, there's not a lot Combo can really do here. Uh, I mean, if he runs off, the kid will probably shoot him earlier. Um, and when the kid pulls the gun out, it's kind of just too late anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, that's about, so, like, it's... there's not much he can really do, I guess. Yeah, I mean, the only thing he really could have done is when the car first rolled up, he's walked away. 
But the moment he decided mm. to stay and stand his ground, which is, you know, you'd expect him to kind of do because that's effectively his job. The moment the kid pulls the gun out, there really is nothing that he can really do about it. I mean, you know, and it's a tricky one as well, because even if he had been more aware of the kid, we know Combo's got a gun on him, but is he going to shoot a child? I mean... Hmm. Yeah, you know, we know they're in a morally dubious situation, but but are you? Yeah, the the kids obviously been had be put up to this by the gang. Yeah, um, and you can tell. I mean, the kid is incredibly scared. If you point a gun at the kid, uh, you know, are you are you going to end up shooting? It's it's a. I mean, there really is not a lot that he could have done and it's so unexpected you know um yeah it's it's just it's a crazy crazy opening um i and yeah i i think the the moment the kid pulls the gun out combo is very much done for um Mm -hmm. you know it's it's just yeah i think i think it's really from the point where he stands in that bit in the middle and starts to get surrounded by the kid because even if like he was on the phone and started running off or walking off i think the kid would have just shot him so yeah i, I think the, the earliest point he could have really changed this was when he talked to those guys at the car and he could have just like ran off or something but yeah uh they'd obviously um like plan to get rid of him and and stuff like that so uh it's it's a it's a it's quite a shocking one it's a bit of a shame i don't think it's like a shock value type of death because it does lead to uh, other things later in the episode as well such as what happens with uh jesse and kind of a lot uh, a lot of the other things for the episode um plus it's to do with the whole drug distribution stuff which we'll get onto. yeah here in a minute as well yeah i mean the entire purpose of them killing off combo it isn't yeah it's very integrated into the story it's not just done for the shock value it is you know it's the thing that drives them towards gus so yeah yeah i mean there is very definitely a purpose to it yeah so uh but yeah combo's gone unfortunately um and that was the cold open quite a good quite a shocking one uh but a sad one nonetheless so uh you did kind of have a sense maybe when you're watching this for the first time that one of those three friends could get killed because like brandon mayhew or badger uh had problems with the law skinny pete nothing's really quite happened i mean yeah he got robbed didn't he yeah that was the thing that happened to him so yeah one yeah. of them one of them got arrested one of them got robbed and obviously it lent to like spooge and all that and then one of them got killed so i suppose something has happened to each of them um and one of them was probably yeah going to get killed off so there we go Cause i i kind of remember this was coming up i couldn't remember exactly when and as soon as i saw the bike in a cold open i was like oh yeah it's this one so uh before walt finds out about combo's death uh he talks with the doctor about his uh cancer which he may now be able to have an operation for because they said it was inoperable before uh he says he wants to um he wants he wants to and gets it arranged he kind of decides that quite quickly and skylar's a bit apprehensive about it uh for about four Mm -hmm. weeks time because they mentioned the baby i think they said the baby's due in two weeks so they want to give him like time to yeah. settle with the, the with the new child and then do the surgery, uh, which sounds kind of reasonable. So they come to all that decision fairly quickly, uh, which is good. 
so we got that. Uh, Walt then goes to the uh, school and is teaching, and they hear a vibration in the ceiling above them because that's where he keeps the second phone. Uh, and it's Jesse telling him that uh, Combo is dead, and he asks which one is that. Uh, they decide to then meet up with Sol afterwards, and we'll talk about their discussion with Sol in a minute. Um, Jeff so yeah, again, just dealing with a lot of main plot stuff. Walt's cancer, which is one of the big things, obviously, of the show, and um, talking about uh, you know when to when to do this the surgery and stuff. I don't think there's a ton to talk about necessarily with the surgery. In that it's good that they are able to. Uh, change things a little bit more. Walt does seem very sort of... uh, As I was watching this scene, I remember what you were saying last week about when he was talking to Jesse in the the, uh, restaurant thing or whatever, uh, chicken shop thing, and um, you were saying about like he doesn't really want to give up the whole Heisenberg thing because he's good at it and it actually gives him, you know, the whole control and all that sort of stuff that he hasn't had mm-hmm. really in his life. So I was kind of looking at Walt's expressions in this scene and he doesn't, he sort of seems like, oh, this really like changes things a lot because of course none of, nobody else in that room knows about, you know, the whole drug empire thing and the, and the, the kind of uh, efforts that's been put in there. And I guess for Walt, this kind of puts everything really into perspective about like, okay, if I get this surgery and like i am able to get rid of the cancer eventually um that would that would just change absolutely everything wouldn't it for him so i think there's just a lot going Mm. on in his mind about you know what would that mean for the the heisenberg stuff so what what do you think of the uh surgery discussion scene yeah i mean the uh, the interesting thing with that is uh, it's there is a certain amount of Heisenberg in that conversation where he yeah. just kind of goes, you know, doesn't consult with Skylar at all, just says, we'll do the surgery, even though he's literally just been told that the bill for the surgery is potentially $200,000. And, uh, yeah, be very glad you have a national health service in the UK. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I mean... He's told that the bill could be too, could be as much as two hundred thousand uh, dollars, which of course is why that's the reason why Skyler is saying, you know, hang on, shouldn't we talk about this? But of course, Walt, you know, his Heisenberg head comes on and goes, well, I've, I, I'm going to have that money, so you know, um, why wouldn't I do it? Because at the end of the day, he he doesn't want to die, you know, he wants to be able to to get rid of the cancer. But there are, there is this other thing as I was saying last week, where he's like, he was doing this to make money for his family and to make sure he had something left behind. If he's now not going to die, what does that mean for the meth business? Mm. But he also rather enjoys the control the meth business gives him. So there is this, this sort of thing where he's, he's very much on the fence about, I think which way he's going to go at the moment. And I, I, you know, I, I think that's the thing where he knows in his brain that he really should give up the meth business and go back to his normal life. But that's now he's had a taste of this. It's not the life that he wants to go back to. So it's a, it's a sort of, that's the tipping point of when he breaks bad, does he go, does he want to go back to that old life? And he doesn't but he sort of feel he should because it's the right thing to do and everything he's doing is dangerous and illegal so Hmm. yeah there is he is very much on the fence i think you can see still at this point 
and he's not entirely committed. And I, I think it's the introduction of them getting involved with Gus that sort of pushes him to stay in the business more than anything else, you yeah. know. Um, so, yeah, it's... Um, that, and that is a, a really interesting conversation that he has with Jesse of sort of going, you know, I mean, how callous is that going, which one is he? Instead of going, oh my yeah. God, I'm sorry. He's just like, you know, uh, one of your friends, yeah, which which guy was that? I, You know, there's just no empathy there at all. Um, which is just incredibly heartless. So, I, yeah, it's it's a really interesting place that he finds himself in at the moment. So, yeah, definitely. So, but yeah, it's uh, you're right about you know she gets the surgery, gets rid of the cancer. Eventually, he would just be back to his kind of normal life. You know, overqualified teacher. There wouldn't be. He could still do the drug business, but there wouldn't be the same reason to do it because he wouldn't be dying. So for him, this is sort of like, do I want to go back to the life I had before this? Um, but then he, it's it would be a bit strange if he turned around and like was like, no, I don't want this at all, uh, and sort of you know, de- declined it and everything. Um, so it's a, it's a it's a bit of a strange situation for him, and he didn't really expect it, I suppose. So we'll see where all mm-hmm. this goes and everything. Because um, I can't remember what happens after this surgery, actually. But I guess we'll uh we'll find out. So, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, moving on to the cell phone thing, I kind of wondered because I could I did I forgot this uh, cell phone scene happened with the thing in the uh, ceiling because I kind of thought. It's quite sort of thin up in that ceiling, you know, with the the um the area that that is. And if that phone rings or vibrates, you're gonna hear that. So I kept thinking, like, is that was was that gonna happen at some point? And it did. And the way that Walt's just like, oh, you know, it's just it's just the pipes. Get get back to your, your papers and stuff was uh was pretty good because the the students yeah. kinda, the students kind of look a bit confused. None of them really say much about it. Um, because he he tries to act as if like the vibration is causing the pipe but then you hear a little sort of tone at the end of it yeah then you hear the the, the, the tone at the end of it of like somebody who's left you a message uh-huh. so i mean i don't think any of the kids really bought that that's what it was but yeah i mean that that's awkward to say the least mm. um i mean yeah because it's i mean any normal teacher in that situation if it wasn't their phone would have probably got up on the desk and gone to look at what it was. Uh-huh. But, yeah. Um, so I don't think any of the kids bought his excuse. But, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think there's any comeback from that, from what I remember. But I, he was quite funny, so. that scene. No. Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite good. So, um, But, yeah, you'd probably want to put it up there and put it on, you know, just complete silence. So, and then just... Well, I think go. that's what he had been doing, yeah. Yeah, but he, he uh, didn't do it this time. Um yeah, forgot to. Um, but yeah, it's Jesse telling him that yeah, Combo's dead. Which one is that? And uh, Jesse's like, you, "Are you kidding me?" Which, rightfully so. I mean, obviously, yeah. he's Jesse's friend and everything. So uh, that was an interesting scene as well. Uh, Skinny Pete, who's uh, gets spooked by Combo's death again. You you would do so. Uh, and Badger's recent uh, sort of thing with the law, him getting arrested and stuff, uh, decides to quit the drug trade. 
probably for now. Uh, Walt and uh, Jesse, as a result, meet with Saul to discuss their next move. He tells them they are incompetent distributors, which he's right about, and need a businessman, hmm, who is uh, more restrained than Tuco, yep, and will buy their product in bulk. All of those things sound very useful and very helpful and exactly what they need. So yeah, uh, he offers to reach out to the only distributor of that kind he has heard of, but it will be difficult as the man is extremely cautious. Note the extremely cautious part of the episode as well. So um, I like the way Sol explains this of like, oh, a guy, uh, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy or, or whatever, it's like a train of like mm-hmm. three or four different people, uh, which is what you'd yeah. expect somebody like Sol to say of like, oh, I can't just tell you it's this guy. It's like, oh, somebody who I know who knows somebody who like, yeah, it's a, it's a f- far down sort of train. Uh, of people uh, it's interesting to look at the scene as well again uh, kind of addressing um, you know the, the status of things with um, okay they're very very good at making the meth they've just made a whole bunch of it with the uh, the four days out episode but there's no good making all that meth if you don't know where to distribute it and then one of your uh, one of the people who helps you do that just got shot so that's going to just throw the whole thing up in the air so um yeah, I thought it was a good scene with Sol kind of helping them out and really just telling them, okay, this is the way that things are. Um, so, yeah. Uh, before we kind of fully talk about that, do you have anything you want to say about the Skinny Pete scene? Either? Uh, no, I mean, other than... Other than, I mean, yeah. I mean, if I was in Skinny Pete's position, I'd be in exactly the same way. I mean, they they are clearly in way over their head. Yeah. Um. You know, they they had a certain amount of protection over the fact that people believe that you know Jesse bashed the guy's head in with an ATM, but then it's now the word has got out that that hasn't, that wasn't the case, and mm. the wife copped to it. So, um, they've got like no street credibility really and as far as we know at the moment there's only like the um, the four of them that were dealing i mean they had talked about expanding and like getting other guys involved but we've never seen any actual evidence of them doing that so there's only so far that that they could go and they're trying to sort of brush out into bigger territories but i mean they're, they're a bunch of kids. They're not really mm. equipped to do this whole drug thing properly. You know, I mean, you compare them to somebody like Tuco, just, just no, you know, night and day. You, d- These are a bunch of kids that, yeah, they've got guns and stuff, but they're not like hardened criminals in any way, shape or form. So I, yeah, I mean, I, I'm completely with Skinny Pete on this. You know, he's seen badger move to california because to to kind of lay low he's just seen his other friend killed yeah i i'd be getting out of there as well mm. there's there's just no way i'd be continuing that so yeah yeah and skinny pete kind of mentions as well about like hey we shouldn't have gone on to this like different territory which was one of the things that heisenberg yeah. was was pushing is like we need to i i, I think Heisenberg's approach here was very much wrong in the way that we need to just like force this and get this out everywhere and be everywhere and I mean you can see why Heisenberg yeah. is is saying that because obviously he he hasn't got like a ton of time left and he's just trying to like force this thing through but it just went a bridge too far and uh, got one of them killed because they were in the wrong sort of like gang territory or whatever so uh, it, yeah. it's, it's kind of just a bit of bad luck 
So, um, but one that's kind of Heisenberg's fault in a way. Because uh, I, I think when yeah. you had a conversation with Jesse about like, oh, we need to get into the other territory. I remember Jesse being a bit reluctant to actually do that. And this is the result of, of doing that. So uh, what do you think of the yeah. scene with Sol? Yeah. And I mean, that's sort of what um, Walt actually says to Sol is, you know, we need an army. We need men. We need, you know, enforcers and all this sort of stuff. And like, yeah, you do. And you should have actually had that in play before you decided to try and go into other territories. You know, you needed to you needed somebody to be actually running and managing this. And I mean, Jesse can do it to a certain extent, but he's, he's not Tuco. He's not a mob boss in, you know, he, uh-huh. he's not some sort of drug lord in that way. And obviously Walt can't do it because he needs to be anonymous. So... Yeah, there was there was no way they were going to be able to expand it. And I mean, as I think Sol says to her, I'm amazed you've got as far as you have. So, yeah, I mean, the obvious thing to do is to put them in touch with somebody that is actually a competent distributor and will deal with the level of um, product that they can actually have, uh, you know, and actually have on hand to and, and can potentially continually create. So... um what I find interesting going and watching this is trying to remember how many incidences where Sol has met Gus in the past because I think they've met face to face previously from what we've seen in Better Call Sol. I seem to remember there are there have been scenes with them together. I'm pretty sure they did. So yeah. it's not it's not like they don't directly know each other but of course soul isn't likely to have a direct connection so you know he's like i know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy i so i i suspect mike is one of the people in that chain of people that um you know uh soul uh-huh. ends up calling because we know mike has direct connection to gus so uh yeah i i just thought that was kind of interesting just them introducing the making this introduction and uh you know soul bringing this guy on board but yeah i i i think um soul's absolutely right mm-hmm. they are utterly distributors they haven't got the wherewithal to be able to do it they need to be able to do it through somebody else and you know you don't want to be dealing with another i mean that was Walt's point of like you know you don't want to be dealing with another tuco you need somebody who is essentially a mirror image of Walt, which, I mean, Gus isn't exactly, but there is that same level of sort of, it's a business, I'm he's cautious, he wants to remain as anonymous as possible, you know, and that's the sort of person you want to, they want to be dealing with, you know, less, no trauma, no drama, that's what you want. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, uh, and we'll see the results of that uh, in a bit. Um so yeah, again, a reminder of uh, being extremely cautious around this guy, who is Gus, obviously. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, Jesse is distraught that he got combo killed. I mean, he kind of didn't, or he kind of did. He he feels that he did, which is, I guess, the, the point here. Uh, and that night tells Jesse to leave his apartment so that uh, he does not harm her recovery uh, as he smokes um, meth. Uh, but Jane does decide to stay with him, and then we see a bit later on of them doing some drugs and things. Um, 
Yeah, because they're kind of sitting there watching TV in in this scene, and Jesse Jane can tell that Jesse's just sort of not really there. You know, he's just sort of mm-hmm. um, thinking about other things, obviously. Um, so yeah, it's a. It, I, I mean, this episode does focus a lot on the whole Walt and Gus thing, but and I think. I think one of the problems that I mean, will we say Walt or Heisenberg? Um, I think one of the things that Walt maybe does wrong in this episode is kind of ignores. First of all, there's the whole thing about like which one was it, which obviously sets Jesse yeah. off. But his whole like him trying to sort of brush that off of like Combo's death because obviously he didn't really like know him he didn't even know yeah. which one that was him sort of brushing that off and just focusing on this uh soul gus kind of thing uh it does take away from walt's concentration on his partner which is jesse and then jesse as a result only sort of has jane to lean on because skinny peter's like i'm out brandon is nowhere to, to be seen and there's no obviously his parents don't want to know him um so there's only uh jane really or, or jane and the and the drugs so it kind of leads all into that. So, um, yeah, mistake there from Walt, really, just just being kind of business-focused, I suppose. Uh, which he does have a, particular, a, a, like a deadline set by the end of this episode, but that's not yet. Um, he sort of makes those mistakes before that happens. So what do you think of uh, Jesse's situation? Yeah, I mean, obviously Jesse is going to be distraught yeah he feels responsible for the fact that he put combo where he was and put him on that corner um the conversation with jane where he's i mean this is the thing jesse is we've talked about you know are these good people are these bad people jesse unquestionably is a better person than walt yeah um you know he has empathy and feelings and like with this he's telling jane to leave because she's in recovery and he's doesn't want to damage that but you know he feels that he needs to find some way of numbing the pain that he's in and his way of doing that is to smoke meth which i <laughs> i wouldn't recommend kids but uh yes that no. that is his, his way out of it um and he doesn't want jane to be involved and jane's sort of like well we could go to a meeting and he goes no i just want to get high basically and i i mean the thing is, it's th- what makes this interesting is it's not like Jesse forced Jane into that position. Jane, uh, it's interesting the notes that I'm looking at. It actually says, uh, which are the I'm just looking at the Wikipedia article. It says Jane reluctantly decides to stay with him. That wasn't reluctant at all. That was Jane made a conscious mm-hmm. decision that she was yeah, going to break bit. her recovery. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, uh, she, she's going to change, you know, break her recovery and was going to smoke with Jesse. And she can say, oh, well, I was there to support him. But I mean, you know, that that was a conscious decision, very much so on Jane's part. Mm-hmm. And she decided to go and get high with him. And Jesse will blame himself for the fact that Jane is back on the meth, I'm sure. But that was really was not him that was her and i mean you could argue that she shouldn't you know that that if he hadn't got the meth around then she wouldn't have been tempted but equally 
she knew who he was. I mean, mm-hmm. they have a whole conversation about, you know, yeah, I know you're a drug dealer. I'd already guessed that. So she knew who he was. She still decided to get involved with him. Um, she makes the decision that she's going to break her um, streak of, of, you know, sober streak and go and do drugs with him. Um, that really isn't Jesse's fault. You know, I mean, there are so many things she could have done, not rent the apartment to him, not, you know, kicked him out when she discovered who he was, uh, you know, and simply just walked out the door when he said, I'm going to smoke. But, you know, I mean, there are so many things she could have done. Um, so, yeah, it, and and Jesse does try to protect her. So in that situation, I, I think, yeah, the not really his fault that she actually made an active choice to go down that road. And I know she's an addict, but it's still a decision that she had to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, I think this is a connective thing where, like I said, Jesse doesn't have walk to lean on because he's too busy. He doesn't have his parents. Skinny Pete's gone. Combo's dead. Badger's not there. Um, mm. So for him to try to not really try to lean on, but to have the only other person with him be Jane and with her history of trying to be sober and clean and whatever, all of that combined is a bad combination for, well, everyone, really. Um, yeah, not, not not quite so much Walter because he's not really involved in this. He sort of comes in yeah, much yeah. later. But with him kind of not addressing uh, Jesse's issue again is just a bad situation for Jesse and for Jane, which we see uh, in in a little bit as well with their uh, drug scene. So um, it's a it's a bad situation. So there you yeah. go. Um, I just realised I didn't take the reluctantly part out. I thought I did, but I didn't. So anyway, <laughs> um, my mistake. But uh, no, she isn't reluctant. She just chose to walk into the room. So uh, that was my mistake. Uh, the next yeah. day, Walt uh, waits at a local chicken restaurant called Los Pueblos Hermanos. I think that's how you say that. Uh, nice. Where the distributor has arranged to meet them. Jesse comes in late, still high, and leaves quickly afterwards. He just basically can't really be bothered. Uh, or doesn't really sort of... He's not in the right headspace, I think is the right way to mm-hmm. put that. Uh, nobody talks to Walt. He just kind of sits there and looks around. But he later realises <clears throat> the distributor saw him because Saul calls uh, Walt and says, hey, you missed a chance. And that was that. Um, and uh, says that he's refused to work with him. Uh, we know that he goes back later, but this is the initial scene. Mm. Um so interesting stuff him just kind of scouting out the place and you looking out at different people and you're like no that's probably not them no that's probably not them um and then he's sitting there i i like what jesse says here as well like a couple of a couple of just like grown men or whatever uh sitting there eating this little meal uh which is which is interesting um so yeah uh we, we see kind of gus in the background a little bit. I mean, he's talking to. I think he's talking to one of the other women about refilling the salts or well, it, something yeah, like that. Yeah, so. he is. I mean, the the first shot you get of Gus is actually because I was watching out for it. It's uh-huh. it's actually when Walt goes up and gets his gets his food, and you can see Gus in the background just like helping out, you know, behind the counter um, or directing people behind the counter. And he does does Gus. I think does come up to the table. I. Think think at oh that yeah point yeah it's just how you know, how how's it going yeah how's your meal or something yeah yeah um so he does come up to the table but that's sort of 
all you get from him and you know there's there's no reason to think that he is anything more than the manager necessarily at that point and then of course you have the phone call later where Sol's like no he saw you for whatever reason he decided to to not meet you and you know Sol's sort of saying what sort of like how how could that happen because we didn't meet anybody and Sol's like maybe he was out in the parking lot with the telephoto lens and didn't like the look of your jib or whatever you know so it's <laughs> yeah you know it, it, it they, they don't necessarily know uh and it's only sort of later on that Walt kind of figures it out but it's it's interesting to see that that's sort of how Gus gets intro- introduced without you sort of realizing mm-hmm. um and uh, again, it's it's you know Gus is is a man that has these sort of two personas, much like Walt does. In yeah, that you've yeah. got you know Gus, Gus the sort of you know the restaurant owner, and Gus the drug dealer. And there is a very you know later on in the conversation, there's a very distinct switch between the two. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it's an interesting little scene that. And you know, and I, I can. You, they've said Gus is a very cautious guy, and if I was sat there and I saw Jesse walk in the way he did and yeah. then walk out again, I yeah, I can see why that might rattle Gus a little bit. You know, he wants everything to be completely neat, tidy. You know, doesn't want any issues, and Jesse would be a worry. You know, yeah. so yeah. No, I totally get it from Gus's side, you know, like you said, he sees Jesse coming in and he thinks, like, this ain't professional, really. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he can see that Walt's putting the effort in, or Heisenberg, uh, but that Jesse's just high and late and kind of walks out and everything. So, uh, yeah, I love the yeah. bits of comedy from Soul as well, of, like, didn't like the look of you, <laughs> sort of thing. So that was that was great from him. But uh, But a very good scene that leads up to another very good scene later. I mean, most of the show is full of mm-hmm. good scenes, but this is a particularly good scene. So, uh, so yeah. yeah, Jesse leaves that scene. Uh, he does go to back to Jane. Uh, she is relapsing, unfortunately, uh, into drug addiction and induces Jesse to heroin. They do this bunch of stuff with uh, equipment, whatever, uh, and then they inject some drugs. Um, I noticed that Jesse, uh, sorry, Jane, puts it into her foot because um, Jesse puts it in his arm and he starts. You know, floating kind of doesn't actually float, but yes. he's like high on a cloud or whatever, whatever you've, the the phrase is. Uh, and then I sort of was looking um, back at her, and she puts it into her foot. So I don't know if there's like any difference with that, or just that's what she felt like doing. Uh, so yeah, they're on this dangerous path again. Um, she's not clean anymore because uh, her, her thing is what, what what was it before? She had the badge, wasn't it? Was it eighteen months? Was it? I think it was 18-something. Something like that, yeah, I yeah. think. Yeah, I don't think it was like 18 weeks, because I think they do those things by no, month. No, no, it'd be 18 months, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, because um, I remember a show before, now that I think about it, I can't remember which one it was. It had Maisie Williams in it. I think it was a Sky show, and she there was a scene where she went to get like a new clean, uh, uh, the next badge thing, Um. I think it was for like six months or something, and then uh, the character at that point had gone back onto drugs. So they, she like handed it back, 
Um, can't remember the name of the show now. Actually, it wasn't Game of Thrones. Um, is that <laughs> no. was it? That the two weeks to live? I think it was called. Yes, it's it like would a very short six live, episode probably. sort of thing. Yeah, she she was involved in that. So yeah, yeah it would they, have been two weeks to live. Yeah, yeah. So I think they do them monthly, which is interesting. So, uh, yeah, it's a it's a bad day for these two. Um, what do you think of this scene? Yeah, the uh, just a little bit of background. The scene where you know Jesse takes a heroin and was actually floating is mm-hmm. apparently uh, was it was a practical effect. They actually shot that. Well, you know he. To, to get the appearance of him floating, it's like a wooden board that's placed under Aaron Paul and lifts him up on a crane, which has the camera attached to it, which apparently was how they did it. It wasn't like any special effects. It was all done with oh. practical effects on scene. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I thought that was that was great, that scene. It was sort of really interesting. Um, the, you know, they're kind of quite nervous and... and you can tell I don't think Jesse's done heroin before, whereas Jane no. obviously has, so she's getting him into you know, deeper into other drugs and stuff. I mean, not that I have any idea what's worse heroin or meth. I suspect meth is probably worth that worse out of the two, but even so. Um the uh there apparently was a was a real former heroin addict to on the set to consult as well. Uh, when they were doing that scene to consult them because i mean they they were sort of showing the entire prep of what you do with the heroin and stuff so Hmm. um yeah it's that was uh just very disturbing kind of scene to see Hmm. yeah definitely so um but it's interesting to know about the other the, the way it was put together so that's cool uh, the next day, Walt goes back to the same restaurant and waits until... Uh, oh, by the way, just going back to that, it kind of reminded me... I know it has like nothing to do with heroin or meth, but um, <laughs> it was funny watching... Or interesting watching these two people put needles into themselves when I had a needle put into me last week for, uh, for uh, Pfizer uh, for, for COVID. So it was... Uh, kind of I, I don't know um i'm not really like scared of needles or whatever but they do kind of just like irk me a bit so uh i was kind of a bit irked by by the scene itself um just seeing these two put needles into each other when did you have mm-hmm. your last uh you've had both shots haven't you no i've got my next shot next week ah okay then i will be fully wi-fi enabled <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 5g <laughs> yeah uh Oh the, cons- uh, oh, the COVID it, conspiracy theories. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah. No, I've got. I'm. I'm very much looking forward to getting my second shot and, and being uh, fully vaccinated. But yes, mm-hmm. I will get my second one next week. I think. Cool. Mine's in uh, September. So uh, September second. Um. So that's that scene with those two. The next day, Walt goes back to the same restaurant and waits until it closes. Uh, he eventually realizes that the man assumes he assumes is the restaurant manager is the distributor himself, so the man that we, well, we knew it was Gus. So, uh, although the distributor main, uh, maintains his unwillingness to work with the, with a drug addict, Walt assures him that Jesse can be relied on and that their product is the best. Because there's always this thing about like the 99% pure or whatever with the, uh, with the mm-hmm. crystal meth. Uh, the distributor tells Walt that um, he will be in touch if he decides to work with the two of them and warned Walt never to trust a drug addict either, uh, hinting that he's got, obviously, connections with all that, which he does. Um, I, th- I think I think this is the best scene of the episode. I think this is one of the best scenes up to this point so far in the series. Just just the 
the mannerisms, the acting, the just the just quality of performance from John Kylo and from Brian as well. But there's just something different and more particular with Gus that's there for John Kylo to sort of pull off. And like you said, that sort of him switching from the I'm sorry, you know, I, I, you must have me mistaken with someone else to the sort of your partner was late and that that kind of just switch you can because he says both kind of uh sentences as the camera is pointed at him and you can see that little switch with his with his face like the expression yeah and it's just so good it's such a good scene um yeah and walt just uh, i think walt does a very very good to sort of bring him over the edge of like no i think that i think that you are the guy i'm supposed to meet and then gus just mm-hmm. has this switch i thought was fantastic so um what did you think of this brilliant scene it's a phenomenal scene i mean the the acting from um jinkala here is is just that as you say you know he sits down and he's still playing the manager he's still being like very gracious and you know he's saying you know if you have a complaint you could yeah we can put you in touch with our our, yeah we can put you with our website or whatever uh and he's he's sort of smiling and and you know friendly and as walter kind of starts to push him a little bit there is you can you can literally it's a, it's an incredible bit of like just face acting yeah. where you just see yeah. the smile drop and he instantly just has this this meticulous kind of coldness to it and the conversation changes and you know he says you're not a cautious man at all um, you says talks about the fact that Jesse is late and he was high. Don't trust, never trust a drug addict. All that sort of stuff. But that that just little switch from one to the other is such a beautiful piece of acting. It's really quite superb. And just just from one tiny facial expression, and you can tell you're talking to a different version of that person. Mm. uh it's really really quite incredible Uh, and it's a solid performance from um walt as well you know i mean he's he's manages to convince him around convince him around and he's very careful in not saying the words drugs or meth or anything like that um before they get further into that conversation and Gus actually starts to sort of reveal who he is. He, he's, you know, much around in like, if you are who I think you are. And, and he's, he's very kind of guarded and careful about the words he chooses. It's, it's really well written. It's beautifully performed. It is a superb scene between these two. I really, really love that scene. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I like the way that, um, you know, he goes up to the counter, he's like, oh, can I have a refill of my soda or whatever he said, uh, and and five minutes of your time. Um, just the way Walt brings it, or Heisenberg definitely brings him over and everything is uh, is great. <laughs> so, And you, you are just seeing two powerhouse actors opposite each other, uh, you know, very much sort of similar like like soul kind of said or like um i think it was heisenberg that said it uh very kind of similar each both with glasses on as well so they kind of look uh similar in in certain ways um with with just some of those similar things that they that they're doing as well and just seeing them bounce off each other is just yeah it's just so good so 
Uh, I was, I was <laughs> looking. I, I knew this was in this episode. I was just so looking forward to this, this discovery of this character of Gus as well. Yeah, which was, which was great. So, um, where's the next bit? Uh, Skylar helps the, uh, helps the company that she's working with celebrate uh, her Ted's, her boss, sorry, Ted's birthday, where she sings him a version of Happy Birthday, Mr. President. Uh, she later finds, while investigating the accounts, that there are many inaccuracies of the uh, payments to the company. Uh, Ted admits that he evaded uh, taxation of millions of dollars by underreporting revenue to keep the company afloat and support its employees. Skylar says she won't turn him in, but can't be a part of his illegal uh, doings. However, she does go back later as well. Um, this was one scene I, I won't say I was dreading or look, not looking forward to, the whole Mr. President song, but it is a, uh, awkward oh, scene, but it's, a, it's definitely I, supposed I, to be, and, yeah, I mean, yeah. um, what, what's the actress's name, actress's name, a- Anna Gunn, I think, um, yeah, the way she, the way she goes for it is fantastic, with all, with all of, like, her facial expressions and what she's doing and everything, it's, uh, it is very cringy, but it's supposed to be. But I was thinking of yes. something else as the scene was playing to do with more to do with Ted, which I think you need to focus on as well. The show is about the ego of Walter White and, you know, him not wanting to accept the money from Skylar and Gretchen and starting his own thing and he's got control of that and all that sort of thing. The fact that she's singing Happy Birthday, Mr. Mr. President, so it's a very kind of high up, you know, very, very high up position, like mm-hmm. the actual the, the president speaks that does speak to ted's ego as well i think certainly and of like getting a, a woman to sing it to him and the way he's so insistent on it like she's like oh no i'm not i don't really sort of want to do it and then he starts yeah. sort of chanting sky you know sky, no, sky all, all that sort of thing i i think this is interesting not just because of what she's doing in the scene but because of ted's attitude towards this song and like the way he's smiling when she's sitting i i I think there's a lot of ego stuff going on there with uh with ted which i didn't really realize or think about the first two times i've i've saw the show uh because you're just sort of listening to skylar sing or whatever but there's definitely something in that would you what do you think yeah it's deeply uncomfortable that scene (laughs) i mean it's it's just it's horribly cringy it's just such a ew thing for I mean, I, I know they, they, you know, he talks about the the company being family and stuff, but this is a woman. I mean, you're, they're, yeah, they're kind of friends, but you know, there was a sexual harassment thing that happened previously before she left the first time, and to to get her to do that when she clearly doesn't want to, it just ooh. It's like really horrible and yeah, it, it's really uncomfortable and really unpleasant that scene. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think there is a certain sort of power thing going on. I think you're quite right. It's, it's not, not pleasant at all, which I, and then, you know, they're talking about the accounting inaccuracies and he's trying to come across as sort of the good guy and there is a certain amount of that where he's sort of saying you know the company is going under we've yeah the economy's in the toilet we've had bad years and that's why he's been hiding the money which i do believe is the case but i'm none of this really paints ted in a great light um 
and and yeah, I, it's it's interesting looking back at whether that particular the the happy birthday Mr. President scene is even worse now, the post all Me Too sort of stuff than it was even when it first yeah, went out. I remember yeah. it being particularly uncomfortable when it first went out. Now it just looks really really bad. So yeah, um, and. Uh, then, I mean, Skylar sort of saying, you know, I won't turn you in, but I'm not being a part of, like, the illegal stuff. But then comes back anyway, so. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, before this episode, I, I never specifically liked Ted. I mean, he's kind of a whatever kind of character. He's there to do this plot line with, with Skylar. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think I actually like him at all now, really. I mean, it, it, he's not, like... I mean, he's kind of important to Breaking Bad, but not in the way that, like, Gus or Walt or Jesse or yeah, like, yeah. some of those other characters are. Uh, or even, like, you know, Hank as well. Um, but, no, I, I don't like him. He's got this ego problem, obviously, which I know Walt does as well, but Walt does something, I suppose, more interesting with that, uh, which is the whole Heisenberg thing. Um, but, yeah, him getting out to sing that in front of everybody and then, like, this illegal activity and stuff. Yeah, I... I um, not not really particularly cared for uh, for Ted, so <laughs> yeah, uh, which I don't think I'm particularly meant to, but um, I I'm even no. even more on sort of the downward side of of that now. So, but yeah, it's a, it's a very cringy um, sort of song and everything. But hey, you know these actors are paid to do the best with what they've with what they've got, uh, or even if it is to do a cringy scene or a sad scene or something like that. You know their job is to do that to the best that they can, and I definitely think Anna Gunn um just goes completely goes for it, and uh, you got to give her a lot of credit for for that as well, especially with yeah, the scene and, that and is that particularly like sort of the purpose. So, yeah, yeah, that was sort of the purpose of that scene as well. I mean, it is supposed to be you know even when it was first released, it was supposed to be horribly cringy. I think it just looks even worse at this point mm. as well. Yeah, yeah. When did the Me Too thing start? That was like a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, what ninety? Uh, sorry, twenty no, I mean, eighty-ish, maybe. Ish, yeah, something like that. So obviously the show finished way after that. So yeah, um, which is what I've talked about before. You can't go back and like. I mean, this has a particular purpose to it, but you can't go back and like, oh, that's not appropriate. Let's like edit it out because then you have to change well, that yeah. whole show. So uh, that's yeah. why the whole complaints yeah. about friends don't really work because you can't just go and I, do it again. I mean. In this context, it's not problematic in that way because it was always, I mean, sure. it was always supposed to be problematic, that that scene. I mean, that, you know, as part of the drama, it was, it was always not, it was never really supposed to be cute. It was always supposed to be somewhat problematic, that scene. I just think post Me Too, it looks even worse than it did yeah, when it first yeah. went out. I mean, you know, so there is, there is a difference with something like that. Yeah, so... Uh, but that's the Skylar and Ted stuff. Uh, Walt gets a message telling him to come to the restaurant where he learns yep. that the distributor... Oh, was you going to say something else? Uh, yeah, um, we actually got the this slightly wrong. It, that The uh, the phone vibrating in the classroom was when he gets this Polos message. It was actually at this point. It wasn't the first point. Um, oh. It was it was here uh, when he actually gets the... Uh, the, the it, that's when it rings multiple times and leaves the message so uh, that was when they hear it in the ceiling oh uh, yes yes it does not earlier so, on yeah yes uh <laughs> but walt gets this call anyway um 
uh, to go to uh, the, the restaurant where he learns that the distributor uh, is not the, the restaurant manager but the owner of several Los Pueblos uh, Hermanos stores, uh, Gus Fring, because uh, this woman who's there who isn't given a name uh, or isn't like dressed by name uh, says Gustavo um, as well. Uh, the actual manager um, appears to be oblivious to uh, the Gus's criminal activities, which is the whole point. Uh, tells yes. uh, Walt that Gus is not currently at the store. Uh, just as Walt is about to leave, because she also says about like, oh, we could be at like any of these stores. So he goes to just like, obviously he's not here, so he goes to leave, and then uh, figure things out later. Um, but as he's uh, Sorry, as Walt is about to leave, an associate of Gus blocks him from exiting and tells him to deliver the meth at a truck stop within the hour in exchange for $1.2 million in cash. Um, Walt is kind of uh, like pretty stunned by this because this guy comes out of nowhere. Like He just sits by the door and he just, he just mm-hmm. bumps into him. And I, I like the way this guy addresses Heisenberg, I suppose, which is... You know, he sort of stutters on it and everything, and then he's like, "Do you, do you want this? Like, this is do, this is your only chance. You know, if you don't do this, that's that's it." And Walt's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I'll do mm-hmm. it." You sort of see the more the more panicked side to him, which I guess is a bit more of Walt than Heisenberg coming out, but still. Um, so yeah, for the money, so he says, "Yeah, he'll go and he'll go and do it." Uh, Walt rushes to Jesse's apartment and breaks in, tries several different sort of things, and just ends up doing a his Johnny type of thing. Um, and breaks the door basically and gets in um, while Jesse and Jane are in their state that they're in from the drugs and everything. Um, and he sort of shakes um, Jesse a bunch of times and Jesse manages to just sort of mutter that it's it's under the sink. So he's like bashing the sink and everything trying to find where this is. And yeah, yeah. Uh, ends up getting the bin bag and empties the bin and he needs a bag to carry all this and everything. And it, 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 he leaves with this big sack. But just before he leaves with it, uh, gets a message from Skylar. I think it says something like labor or baby's coming. And um, he's tortured by his choice because he can only do one of these things. Because he can't take the meth to the hospital and then meet uh, Gus. He can't go to Gus and then go and see Skylar because the baby's coming now. Because um, we do see in in um, one of this one of the other scene with Ted uh, that she sort of breaks uh, into labour when she's like in her office on her own. So we mm-hmm. we saw we see the lead up to that, and then this is what that comes out to. Um, so yeah, Walt can't do both of these things, but he does decide to take the bag of meth with him. Assuming so, this is assuming that he's going to go to the meeting instead of to see Skylar. Um, yeah, it's this is it, for them. This is really like, do I want to choose the Walt option? Which is leave the meth here, miss the appointment with Gus, probably never see Gus again if that's the case, because um, you know of all the problems mm-hmm. already. And Gus isn't a guy who's going to just be like, oh yeah, I can see you next week or whatever, because um, yeah. we know what he's like. Or to miss the birth of his child and do the Heisenberg thing, which is to go and do this this deal. He cannot do both. He can't get Jesse to go to meet um, Gus because of the state that he's in. Uh, and plus, I don't. I I think if Jesse turns up maybe without, yeah. without Heisenberg that doesn't look right either because he's already said that yeah. he didn't really trust the uh, Jesse or whatever so it's a difficult situation you can actually see him sitting there for like a few seconds just yeah looking at the the situation he's in so a bunch of stuff's happening here uh what do you think of this scene yeah I mean this is a great scene and it's it's almost 
comedic. It's one of those things that if you put a slightly more comedy soundtrack over it, it would be very, very, very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the way that it's played, you know, he he sort of desperately tried to break into the house, and then the way he's slapping Jesse about to try and get him to wake up is is somewhat comedic in the way that he's doing it. And then, and you know, the the sort of scrabbling for the uh you know trying to find a bag to put the you know and he tips all the the rubbish out on the floor and and all that sort of stuff um it is actually quite comic the the whole scene and then getting that message at the end i mean it's one of those things that of course he's got to go to the meet you know because this is his one and only chance to do that and yes it is also the birth of his daughter but it's a case of he needs the one point. Well, he doesn't need one point two million, but he is going to need two hundred thousand if he wants to actually cure his cancers. So, mm-hmm. although I mean, it's not as if he could tell Skylar that, oh yeah, I need to go and sell some drugs otherwise. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so so he can't say anything. But I, I I think yeah, it's just horrible, horrible timing. And of course, he wants to be there for the birth of his daughter, but he does. You know, if it's going to move forward with and uh, get rid of these drugs and get the cash that he needs, he has to go to this meet because mm. Gus is not going to give him another chance. No. So, um, yeah, it's a really, really tricky situation to be in. I, I think I can't remember what he actually ends up doing. I can't. I have no recollection of the next episode. So uh, that is going to be kind of interesting. I presumably he will go and do the drugs and then make up an excuse because uh, at least that way round you can say oh traffic or i was on the other side of town or i didn't get the message or you know there are excuses that he can make up and be horribly apologetic for the fact um mm-hmm. and i mean if she's just got into labor that could that labor could last hours anyway so he may have some time so i i think you know the 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 only thing he really can do is is go and try and make the meet and then, you know, um, be horrifically apologetic to Skylar about being late getting there. Mm-hmm. But yeah. 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 The, the only, the one thing he can't say was you messaged the wrong phone. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. The, no, you, you, I, I had my other phone with me. Yeah. The other one was on charge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, because, yeah, I can't remember what excuse... Because I'm pretty sure he goes to the meeting with Gus and then comes up with an excuse. I'm, I think that's what happens. But I can't remember what the excuse is that he gives, but it's probably something uh, anyway. Yeah. So, um, But it's it's a hectic scene, um, this as well. Just right from the restaurant right to the end of the episode, Walt's just in this uh, mad rush, which is which is cool. So, um, brilliant, brilliant scene. To, and a brilliant end to a fantastic episode as well. Mm-hmm. So, really good stuff. Uh, let's get some emails and some feedback. Uh, if you would like to send in yours, of course, remember we're taking a two-week break, so you can still send in whatever you think about the show and whatever, uh, but just keep in mind that we'll be back in two weeks' time. Uh, if you'd like to send those in, you can do so at matthewentertainmenttalk.org, Twitter, eTalkUK. You can also go to the contact page or the information in your show notes. Josh says, hey, first time, long time, uh, so Long time listener, first time writing in, I think. Uh, been enjoying <laughs> yes. the podcast and the show. Thank you very much. Uh, when you posted an episode on John Carlo, I think he's talking about the actor actress episode, uh, it was cool to hear he was going to be in this show, and I love the way he is introduced. 
which I definitely agree with as well, which we've spoken about. It says, Matt, how are you enjoying the Euros? Well, I didn't watch the game yesterday because we're already through and I wasn't sitting through 90 more minutes of uh, Southgate tactics. But So, so, so there's, there's, there's that. But uh, the important part is we're through to the next round. So, yeah, we'll see where we get to. Um, but uh, a bit, bit of a sort of opinion on that is that Wales are a better run team than England, but there you go. So, um, <laughs> but uh, have you watched any of that at all? I know, I know you're not really. I, I haven't. Person. I keep no. I'm not a huge football person. I do watch some international games. Uh, I, I keep on meaning to watch the England matches and then forget that they're on. So, <laughs> uh, and I, I kind of get. You know, I get playing a video game or something, and they're like, "Oh crap, England were playing today." Um, so, I mean, it, I I might watch now. We're through the groups. I mm-hmm. might actually try and remember to watch some of the others but um yeah we'll we'll see uh yeah. i do sometimes watch some of the england games mm-hmm. well there might only be one more england game so well that is true <laughs> yes yeah yeah maybe yeah. i shouldn't because every time i go and watch a match like that we lose so <laughs> yeah um but uh yeah thanks josh for the email um yeah the way it's introduced which we talked about is is pretty much perfect really there's a certain era yeah. of mystery to it and like you're pretty sure that's the guy um and then it's revealed that he is but just yeah just it's just so good with the with all the, the mm. gus uh scenes uh anything else to add to that uh no i just spotted one little fact actually that uh i thought was quite interesting mandala uh-huh. the title mandala which is the title of the episode is apparently a symbol of significance in hinduism and buddhism it's a sanskrit word that means circle uh so in the context of this episode it of course starts with the death of combo and ends with skylar about to give birth so it's a sort of circle of life thing and that's that's the reason why the episode is called mandala which Hmm. i thought was quite interesting okay cool um so there we go with that one uh abed says i found entertainment talk before geek town but now I listen to both that's very very good to know um, i like that uh gaming talk uh let us know how many geek town episodes you've listened to because there was the big uh episode 300 as well so let us know if you if you heard that one uh i like that gaming talk and geek town both release on the same day it uh, doesn't matter which one i listen to first i don't think it matters which one you listen to first but as long as you listen to both i think that's good for for both of us because uh, you posted your episode before me yesterday but i usually post it before you so it, it, it's right. a tuesday night anyway so uh or late afternoon uh evening sort of thing so yeah as long as you listen to both um not at the same time but uh one after the other in in one shape way or shape or form uh is is good so uh thanks very much for that uh anyway i've been trying to um really think about this teddy bear and how it fits into the show and now a new guy gus is here question mark um i think he's maybe hinting that he's trying to connect gus to the teddy bear possibly um <laughs> which is which is interesting so it's it's good to hear about people that haven't seen the show and are trying to piece things together we do have another uh predictions email here in a minute as well um it is interesting because you know the first time you're going through you know this gus thing that's happened no teddy bear all the stuff with Hank, no teddy bear, all the stuff with Walt's cancer updates and the four days out and everything, no teddy bear. It does very much seem like a completely disconnected element mm-hmm. to the show. But it's the the good thing about that though, and uh Abed's response is if you are watching a show which is trying to get you to guess what that is a part of, because it's obviously important, but it's not connecting to anything yet. If you're watching a show that's trying to do that and you're thinking, Oh, you know, whatever We'll, we'll find out about it later that's not as that's not 
good because what the show wants you to do is try to figure out you know our house is connected and you know which characters is it connected to so the fact that you are thinking about it and trying to piece together where it is means the show's doing its job which is which is very very good so um any thoughts of your own on on those things uh no no it's just quite interesting when you know there are people that haven't um watched the show yet trying to sort of figure out where this fits in because i remember when watching it the first time it mm-hmm. being very confusing and not understanding where that fits in i and i think the little easter eggs they've placed throughout of um you know the uh the 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 sort of you know we've seen sort of the teddy bear we've seen dead bodies on the floor we're obviously we're coming up to the last couple of episodes of the season and it's not been hugely, you know, we, we don't know whether everybody's going to get out of this alive or, you know, so it's, it's been really interesting seeing the bits and pieces from that cold open uh, over the course of the, uh, the episodes. But uh, yeah, we'll be, uh, I think there's possibly another one when we come back in a few weeks, there will Mm -hmm. be another cold open for this as well. I think maybe So. so we'll see um but very good stuff uh kate says um been quite struck at how good uh the show is that's very good uh does it surprise you when people find when you find someone who doesn't like it i think she means doesn't like the show uh, hmm. i mean yeah, i'm in a bunch of facebook groups and there's twitter and you know the social media uh aspect of of entertainment um and yeah some people are like i think breaking bad is terrible and i'm like i'm very confused by that that doesn't make sense, but you're perfectly entitled to your opinion. You know, if someone doesn't like The Last of Us 2 or whatever, which there were a chunk of people that didn't, kind of for the wrong reasons and without certain context or whatever, because there was all the leaks for the game and that sort of thing, which left massive bits of context out. Um, uh, but, yeah, some people won't like the same things that you will, or if you um, don't think something's good... Uh, some people will, will like those things. Like me, me and David don't really like things like, you know, reality TV or whatever. But some people really mm-hmm. love that kind of stuff. And we're kind of confused by that because we think it's terrible. But hey, if you like that, then then that's what you like. Uh, but yeah, when it does come to these really top tier prestige shows like Breaking Bad and someone's like, oh, this is awful or this is like... I, I, I've not seen somebody say like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. I've not seen that sort of opinion but some people have said like, "Oh, I think this is dreadful or boring or slow or whatever." Um, it it is it does surprise you, doesn't it? Because although you do have it yeah. in the back of your mind of like, "Okay, you're entitled to say that because you're not right or wrong," it's just it is surprising or kind of weird. Um, it's a bit like when I saw um, uh, Wonder Woman eighty four and I thought it was terrible, and then I went online and uh, and some people were like, "Oh, this is like one of DC's greatest films," and I was confused by that because. I wondered how they could think that, but it's it's up to them. So, uh, but what do you think about the reception around things like that and and Breaking Bad? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I've not really met that many people that have said they don't like the show. Um, uh, I I don't know. I I I don't tend to hang out in Facebook groups because I don't really use Facebook very mm-hmm. much. So. Um, other than for for geek town but um yeah i so i i can't really answer that because i i don't really know that many people that have like not liked it but i can imagine you know it is a particular sort of you know it's a show about drug dealers if you're 
prefer things that are lighter and more comedies and stuff but I, objectively it is one of the best tv series ever made and you know i mean just from a dramatic writing directing you know it it has everything really well put together and uh, uh, you know whether you like the subject matter or not i i think it i i just think the pacing is very good i i i i i think just looking at all the sort of TV shows that are, are multi-award winning things, this is just one of the best examples of a very, very, very well put together TV show. So, you know, there are certain things which I think just stand head and shoulders above other stuff. And, you know, whether mm. it's this or The Wire uh, or on the comedy side, something like The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which is is brilliantly put together. There are, there are, are certain shows which just do the job that they're supposed to do incredibly well and i think even if you don't like them or like the subject matter particularly i i sort of i think objectively you've got to look and go well that whether you like it or not it's a very very well made tv show so Mm. yeah yeah so there you go um, but everyone's entitled to their opinion, and whatever your opinion is, you can still free very much to to write in and stuff. So, there we go. Uh, Aaron, I think is how you say this person's name. Uh, got a few predictions. Interesting. Uh, before this episode, I thought both Jesse and Jane might die, but now that combo is gone, uh, maybe just Jesse or Jane. So one or the other, and not both. I think <laughs> is what you, you're trying to say. Because I guess you were surprised that Combo died, which I think we all were the first time we saw the show, just in yeah. the, the manner that he died. Um, but I suppose that threw Aaron's prediction off, which is interesting. I think Skylar will not sleep with Ted because of her baby and Walt's uh, cancer. Um, that's a good reason for her not to do it because that would com- complicate things. But sometimes people do things they shouldn't do or things that don't make sense. So she could still do mm-hmm. it. We're not going to say whether she does or doesn't because we know the result of that. But that would be spoilers. Um, but yeah, interesting on the the death predictions side of things. Um, I don't remember what my predictions were at the start uh, or when I when I first started watching it. Um. You knew pretty much that Walt and Jesse weren't really going to go anywhere. Obviously, there was the change in in the first season where they were going to kill off uh, Jesse, but decided not to, which is great. Um, I was a little bit unsure. I remember when I was watching about just Jesse's friends, um, but I know that I I don't remember pointing out one of them and thinking that one's going to die or that one's going to die. But you you knew there was there's something that could happen with them and like we said one thing has happened with each character which is which is interesting um but i I mean even at this point because there is more characters introduced to to uh you know or more more characters to come and to go uh as the season's gonna as the series is gonna go on but there's not like an actual ton of characters at the moment so you can't really at this point you can't really go killing off like three characters unless you were to do something like wipe out all of jesse's friends but then that wouldn't entirely make sort of sense so, so like well like the show ended up doing take out like one of them still have two of them to do things with but then you can still leave an effect on that i suppose but um there's there's not many options you can really do at this point but i i think at this point in the series in the in the second season although you do get the odd death now and again uh f- from different things like with combo and and some other ones as well like with um 
uh, with Tuco and with Crazy Eight. Those are very sort of selective. This is part of this story, and we can get away with that one without it sort of killing off five characters or, or whatever, like a Game of Thrones would would do or something. So, um, any thoughts on any of that? Like death predictions and stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, I obviously, don't want to give away spoilers, but yes, interesting uh-huh. predictions there. Um, I, I yeah, I I don't remember. I remember certain characters that got killed off throughout the run. Um, I uh, obviously there's been memorable deaths such as Danny Trejo's character, the uh, Tortuga. Mm-hmm. The you know, I mean, obviously that was fairly memorable because it was the head on the back of a tortoise. So you know, there there are certain things like that which do stick out in your brain. And uh, but I. I and there are certain other deaths that come up in the run that you know are, are very clear in my head. But in terms of you know characters, which arguably combo was, um, I, I don't remember all those, uh, and I don't remember how certain characters end. So there are still some sort of surprises for me coming up even though i have seen the whole show before because it has been a long time since i first saw it so yeah yeah um i i think i remember most of if not all the character deaths and how most of them happen obviously i can't sit here and list them because i'll spoil the whole thing but um (laughs) but i i remember most of them and they they are very well done deaths and very kind of iconic and stuff so uh, but we'll leave it there with with that. Um, we can't really talk about what happens with Ted and, and Skylar because we know what happens there. So, But uh, some very interesting predictions, nonetheless. Uh, it's interesting to see what people mm-hmm. think is going to happen, and then you know what's going to happen. Yeah. So there we yeah. go. And that's what we've got for you for this episode of uh, Breaking Bad. Um, we'll be back in a couple of weeks, so not next week. Just remember that to not check your feed for a new episode next week. You can watch the next episode of the show if you want. Uh, but then we'll recap it in uh, in a couple of weeks' time. So, um, yes. but uh, in the meantime, don't leave entertainment talk or anything. Uh, we're still going to have a bunch of other content as well, uh, such as the stuff I've already read out and all of our summer and autumn announcements. So uh, go and check out some of that stuff uh, as well. And of course, we got uh, Mon- Monsters at Work starting very very soon, seventh of July. So check out the podcast for that as well. Uh, that's going to be a fun little sort of show, I think, definitely. So, uh, mm-hmm. are you going to watch that? Do you think? Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe possibly. Cool, I think. Cool, uh, but yeah, check out all that stuff. You can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org uh, for our TV, video games, films, and Manchester United podcasts as well. So check out all of that. You can also find us as well on your f- favorite podcast platform by searching for Entertainment Talk. So uh, feel free to subscribe or follow us on those whatever the the button is these days for iTunes or whatever. But uh, <laughs> feel free to do that with us as well over there. Uh, if you'd like to support the podcast and entertainment talk, that would be great. You can either just tell people that you uh, who you know uh, what we do and where they can find it. Uh, so entertainmenttalk.org and tell them what we do and all that sort of stuff as well. Uh, Patreon, $1.3 level tiers for ad-free podcast and review options. So you can check that out if you'd like to as well. Uh, if you don't use iTunes feed and you don't use all those other things, you can also follow us by email. Uh, you'll get basically a, an email every time we upload something new. And it sends you a link to it. And then you can click on that and go from there. Uh, you can sign up for free for WordPress by doing that. And then you can follow Entertainment Talk on there. And you'll get an email when we post something new. But you don't need to check WordPress. Just wait for the email to pop up for that. Uh, so you can follow us through that as well. 
Um, you can find uh, David over on Geektown, Geektown.co.uk, and Geektown Radio. Uh, Geek, there'll be no Geektown Radio episodes for a couple of weeks. All there, so um, don't look out for a new no, one no. next week. Uh, we'll be yeah, we'll be back on uh, Breaking Bad on the fourteenth of July, and Geektown Radio will be back on the thirteenth of July. It'll go up Tuesday night. So uh, go and look for that. But uh, geektown geektown.co.uk and Geektown Radio for all those things on Tuesdays. Look out for those. Uh, lots of renewals and cancellations as well at the moment. So if you want to find out if your favourite show has survived, uh, go and check out all that stuff as well. Uh, Bex, who's also part of the same circle and everything, uh, over on Twitch, Trista by Trista B-Y-T-E-S. Go and give her a follow over there. She streams very regularly. She's very busy at the moment. So go and support what she's doing over on Twitch, Trista Bytes, Trista, B-Y-T-E-S. You can also find me on Twitch as well. Uh, I've finished my Last of Us journey, but I'm still going to be streaming some other stuff. Uh, I did have an email this morning that Cyberpunk is being sent to me, so if I get that tomorrow, I will possibly test that game again post-patches and uh, see what it is like now on the PS4. So go and check that out. You can follow me on Twitch, UK. And if you missed any of the journey that I did with The Last of Us Part 2, there is a there is a specific 10-minute video as well of me getting the Platinum Trophy. So if you want to just watch that or the rest of it, all of it is on YouTube, Entertainment Talk Plays for that, so check that out as well. And that's everything. We'll see you in a couple of weeks, but don't forget about Entertainment Talk uh, for the other stuff, so keep your eyes on that, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye.